All right, Zach, welcome to the podcast. This is episode 205. Happy to have you here. Excited. Um, welcome. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate you being on. Um, before we jump in and talk more about Mincible and all that you guys are doing and all the cool stuff uh, and talk about NFTs, tell me a bit more about yourself. What's your What's your background? What's your story? How did you, you find yourself in this crazy, wonderful world of crypto and blockchain? Yeah, so, you know, I got pretty lucky, actually. I found Bitcoin fairly early on. Uh, and like most people, you know, I, I was not uh, aware of what Bitcoin was when I found it, right? It was just a magic internet, money, like everyone, you know, their first time finding it. Um, so I kind of uh, played around for a little bit. And after, you know, a few years, I got real serious. And, you know, I was in the military. So as I was getting out of the military, I started, you know, I started to work back in going I said okay I want to work into crypto you know, full-time uh, 2015 2016 I became full-time in crypto as a smart contract developer uh, on Ethereum with different uh, projects doing different things uh, 2017 rolled around and I found NFTs now uh, I fell in love and it wasn't a conscious decision um, but NFTs are just such a versatile technology that uh, I've only done NFT stuff since 2017 um, and some of the things that I've done, if you've interacted with NFT on Ethereum, you could probably interact with code that I have written. Um, so I've created the first batch maintained for NFTs. I've worked with the Ethereum Foundation for uh, optimizing the ERC-721 standard. I created the royalty standard, ERC-2981, for uh, royalties and NFTs. I created the first DAO for NFTs. I created gas minting for NFTs um, and a lot of other stuff. And so very experienced in terms of development and uh, kind of expanding the NFT ecosystem. In 2018, I made Mintable, which was the first tool, you know, at the time on the internet to mint NFTs and transfer NFTs. And this was, uh, you know, the start of something pretty awesome. I realized that I created, you know, the the first iteration of something on the internet. Uh, and I realized, okay, this is a good opportunity, and I should try to, uh, you know, obviously expand on this opportunity. So I've been running Mintable since 2018, and um, now we're one of the largest NFT platforms on the internet. Uh, we have hundreds of thousands of users. Uh, we do millions of dollars in volume, and uh, we've got some really cool stuff. Cool. So it's fair to say NFTs were your entryway into this space. Um, no, actually, no, I wouldn't say that. So I was I was active in the space, uh, you know, in 2014, pretty pretty heavily mm-hmm. as a developer. But just within crypto, and then 2015 and 16 was as a developer. At that point, I said, "Okay, uh, I'm going to take my development experience that I have outside of crypto, and I'm going to focus mm-hmm. on Web three and uh, Ethereum." So, um, 2015, I started as a smart contract developer, and that was before you know there was anything in terms of a 721 standard NFT standard that we can use, and NFTs weren't really around. Um, so, what I was doing back then was just kind of miscellaneous unrelated things to uh, just different countries. What got you most excited about wanting to keep working in the space and, and be a part of it? Was it, you know, the possibility of NFTs and what you guys were doing there or was it um, Ethereum more broadly or was it something else? Uh, at what time frame? Like this year or back in 2017 or when? Uh, probably a few years back, maybe like 2017 around that time. Yeah, um, I've always been bullish on NFTs. 
So mm -hmm. I was the guy back in 2017, 2018, you know, I was like, hey, if you guys play CryptoKitties, this shit's the best, you know, like this is good for the future. <laughs> Uh, and you know, 2018. I remember, I, I was talking at something or doing some interview or something, and I remember saying that NFTs are going to be, you know, essentially the next wave of adoption for crypto is going to happen this year. It's going to happen next year. Of course, you know, we had a fair market, and that never happened. Um, but it's happened this year, right? And so I've always been really bullish on NFTs because when you really understand what NFTs allow for, we've created something new that didn't exist before in the sense of, think about the year 2000. If I asked you, mm -hmm. how would you verify that you're the only person in the world that owns this authentic file? You wouldn't be able to. You wouldn't have a way to say, well, I don't know if someone did an email this or whatever. Um, and this is actually a problem that classified material has to deal with in the military. If you have classified material on a certain you know, uh, computer, you can't necessarily put in a thumb drive and move that until they try to figure out, you know, is this secured on this network or has it only stayed on this one location? Uh, and that's, of course, multiple versions of the file and stuff. But the point is, is we've tried to have effective means to do um, what we're able to do now for many, many years. And so it opens up a whole new door of economies and it opens up a whole new door of interactions. Um, and one of the things that I think you know, not a lot of people realize is that NFTs can be applied to so many things that never had a business model or never had a revenue stream attached to it or economy attached to it. And we created something new called a digitally tangible good. And if you think about that, that's kind of an oxymoron, digitally tangible. But it is because it is digitally tangible. I can say, look, this is in my wallet. I can see it right here. I'm the only person that has this asset. And this, I think, is really, really powerful. And this is what gets me kind of, uh, I guess, excited about NFTs. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are very exciting about NFTs, and including the utility of them and you know the fact that they're very simple right now, very face value. Um, compared to what they could be applied to in the future and what they could represent, what they can do. So it's it's exciting to see how popular it is now versus where it will potentially be very soon. I'm sure you see that as well. Yeah, most definitely. I think uh, we've only scratched the surface of this to come. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about Mintable. Um, you know, what what makes it different? What makes it stand out? Um, what and what's the mission? What are you guys trying to accomplish with it? Yeah, so Mintable is a e-commerce platform, and mm -hmm. you might be thinking, wait, wait, you're an NFT platform, and we are an NFT platform, but we think about ourselves as an e-commerce platform, and so what that means is that we take principles and practices that have been established over the last 20 years from multi-billion dollar companies like Amazon and Etsy and eBay, uh, and we apply that to the cutting edge technology of NFTs. So if you go and you look at Mintable right now, uh, there's a few things that you can do, whether you're a creator or a collector. Uh, if you're a creator, Mintable is the only place on the internet for you to mint an NFT on Ethereum with no gas gas, right? So this is really powerful because you actually what, what ends up happening is a large percentage of our users are extremely brand new to crypto. They've never signed up on Binance, they've never signed up on Coinbase, they, they've just gotten their crypto wallet, they have no crypto in it, there's no Ethereum in the wallet, and they're using Mintable. And 
they're creating NFTs because we're the only option for someone who is new. So if your neighbor is an artist or a content creator or a streamer or whatever, and they want to make an NFT, but they haven't invested in crypto, they haven't done KYC on Coinbase, they can't just go get started one day. They have to go wait that week long process and figure that whole you know, headache out of getting onboarded into crypto if they want to use OpenC or Rarible or other platforms. But with gasless minting, which is a really, really cool uh, revolutionary way of minting, uh, they can get started with the zero crypto. And the NFT is a real NFT that they own. It's uh, it's on the blockchain in their wallet. They have control over it. It's not lazy minted. It, it exists then and there. And there's no additional gas fees that are being passed on to a buyer. So it's it's actually cheaper in terms of gas fees for a buyer to buy these. So it's, a, it's an easier item to sell. Uh, so in terms of minting, not only is it free, but we offer the most flexibility of any other product. If you want to deploy your own smart contract and host your data on your own server because you're doing a 10,000 PFP project, or if you want to host it on Arweave or IPFS, or if you want Mintable to take care of it, those are all three different options. And you can get your own smart contract, or you can mint on our contract with everyone else for free. Um, and then we've got to talk about the pods. So if you make 4K videos, if you want to put this recording as an NFT, you're limited by file size where you go. And so that doesn't make much sense for a creator standpoint to be limited because you want them to have the flexibility sure. and freedom to create. So a Mintable, our file size is two gigabytes uh, for the private file and the private file is fully secured. It is scanned for viruses. So, you know, most people don't think about this, but if you're getting a file of OpenSea that someone just randomly made, OpenSea doesn't scan it, doesn't look for any malicious software or anything like that. Uh, but that person knows that you have crypto. So that's mm -hmm. a perfect attack vector. So since day one, we've had military-grade virus scan software and malware software that runs to make sure everything is safe and secure. Um, and then, of course, you have the two gigabytes is up uh, for your NFT. Um, and that's on the creating side. There's also a few other things that we do differently. On the buying side, though, there's unique problems that you have with NFTs. When we think about my mom, for example, and if I ask my mom, you know, how much does this crypto punk cost? She doesn't know what a crypto punk so she sees this pixel image and she's like, I don't know, $5, right? And I'm like, no, try $4 million. And, you know, she has no idea. And it's the same problem that if I hold up a Babe Ruth card, and I tell you this is a mint condition Babe Ruth card from 1970, mm -hmm. what is the price of that? Do you know? Do you know, like, the estimated value of that? I wouldn't. I, I know Babe Ruth is, is famous, and I don't really follow baseball, but I assume that it has some kind of value. Right. Well, and that's the problem. You don't follow baseball. And so mm -hmm. my mom doesn't follow CryptoPunks. And maybe you don't follow board apes. So if I show you a board able CryptoPunks, it's always the same answer. Oh, I don't know that project, so I don't know this you know, evaluation of this item. So this is a problem. And when you look at an item and you see that it, you can make an offer on it, but you don't know how to value it, you'll get these weird offers that just don't make sense and are just not realistic. So one of the things that we've done is we have every single NFT on the blockchain and we have every single NFT transaction and we've built out analytics so that when you look at board eight, you can see not only every single transaction, you can see a really nice chart, a breakdown of the average transaction size, the amount of transactions, the average price, uh, the total volume, the breakdown of where the volume is happening. All this information so you can look at that like within five seconds and say, oh, okay, this is a quarter of a million dollars. Let me go to the next mm -hmm. one, right? Uh, and we've done some other cool stuff. So we have a credit card for every single NFT. 
if you want to go buy a cool cat with your credit card because you don't have crypto, but you saw cool cats, well, you can't do that on OpenSea, you can't do that on Rarible, you can do that on Mintable. And it's not a uh, middleman solution where like you have to buy ETH with your credit card and then you submit the transaction. Mm -hmm. My mom's not going to do that, right? Uh, it's a pure putting your credit card just like on Amazon, boom, you got the NFT in your wallet, right? No middle steps. Um, and so that's really cool. And um, yeah, so I mean, we've got a lot of other things too, like comments and messaging systems. So you can do a comment on any NFT. There's voting on NFT, so you can vote and rank NFTs. Um, and direct messages, customized profiles, widgets you can fit on your website, all sorts of stuff. Um, so it's pretty crazy. We, uh, you know, this is, this is why so many people like us. Got it. That brings up a lot of interesting questions. Um, with the credit card stuff, like let's say your grandma buys a CryptoPunk. I'd be pretty impressed if she did that with a credit card. Um, but let's say she bought a CryptoPunk with a credit card. Uh, does she still need an Ethereum wallet to hold it? Uh, where, where does the CryptoPunk go? Yeah, so as of right now, you still have to get a wallet. And we thought about this and we're like, ah, wallets are such a pain in the ass. And uh, one of the things is, I'm literally as used to my mom's in a structure working from California, right? She can't even, she barely uses Facebook, right? She, she doesn't have any crypto, she's never going to buy it. You know what I'm sure. talking about. Um, and I, I asked her to use Mintable, and she was able to. And she's got a pop-up blocker, and she's got a little coupon extension that she has. And she now has a MetaMask extension that she never uses, but she downloaded it. She didn't save her wallet, seed phrase, or, you know, um, she didn't do any of the proper stuff she should have done. Uh, because she doesn't have any money in it. But she made it, and when it popped up on Mintable, she was able to click the button to send a message. So it's not that hard of an ask, and it's something that we want to improve in the future to make it even easier. But yeah, you do have to get the wallet first, and then once you have your wallet, uh, it just auto-detects your wallet and says, we're going to send it to your wallet. So, you know, once, once she downloads that, then she's good to go. Got it. Um, here's a popular question people usually ask me about NFTs that I just can't answer. And, and that's, can you do like batch minting or would you be able to in the future? But also, would you be able to do some type of batch multi-sending? We're not just sending like a bunch of NFTs to one person, but being able to send multiple NFTs to multiple people. Is that possible? Um, so, first of all, I, I literally created the first batch minting generation uh, uh -huh. for 721 NFTs. Um, so, yes, you can batch mint. And I'll tell you a little history about that, actually. When okay. I created it, uh, you were only able to make 40 NFTs in a single transaction. And you could optimize it a little bit at the time, and maybe you could get 50 or 60, but that's pretty it. And it would take the entire block of an Ethereum block. And so, right now, if you wanted to take up an entire block, uh, to make 40 NFTs, you're looking at about $2,000, $3,000 in cash space, right? So mm -hmm. really expensive. Back then, it was like $180. Um, and 40 was a lot. So that was the first iteration. As time went on, people came up with different ways of minting. Uh, they got that number up. Gods Unchained was able to do 1,024. And I was really impressed by this uh, when they came out with this. Um, and you're able to batch mint, and, and you can also batch send, but you're limited by the number. And this is why mm -hmm. I bring up this number. Uh, in the latest iteration of batch minting that I created um, back in 2020, uh, the limit was, well, it was 2,000 back then. Now it's 3,000. So you can do 3,000 NFTs in a single transaction, and it will cost you about 
thousand dollars, about fifteen thousand hundred thousand dollars to fifteen hundred dollars. So it uh, it is expensive if you are making you know like three or four thousand NFTs in one transaction. Uh, they all go to one address. Though. If you wanted to send them to different addresses, you probably won't be able to do forty again. Um, and there's some unique ways that you can get around this, but ultimately it. Uh, it requires a lot of customization of how your smart contract works in particular. Mm -hmm. uh, and you might be able to get to maybe 500, uh, at least with 720 bucks, right? There's other standards out there that may be a little bit more economical. Uh, but uh, for 721s, you end up, you're going to have to pay out the ads. It's, um, there's got to be a way to do it, though, whether it's using like some layer two scaling solution or something like Polygon or whatever you guys are using. Um, to be able to create well, something like that at some point, right? So there's, so there's ways that you can do it if you're creative. And I'll give you an example. We have a product called Ontology. It's a B2B mm -hmm. SaaS for enterprise clients to be able to use uh, NFTs, whether it's Coca-Cola, Starbucks, or you know, some gaming studio. If they want to use NFTs, uh, the problem is if you're, let's say, a casino, and you want to make you know, hundreds of thousands of NFTs every month, uh, where do you do that at? Right. You can do it on a layer two, uh, but then the question is, is you're going to try to get someone who doesn't know crypto to get into crypto, but they come to a layer two right away, right? Like that's a really hard ask. Um, so with Mintology, we use Gasless Minting, which is what we created a Mintable for, you know, for people that don't need crypto. Uh, and it lets you make millions of NFTs instantly with no gas fees. So with that, I can send, for example, every single person watching this, I can send an NFT completely for free. And it can all be very different NFTs. It could be whatever you, know, whatever you want. Uh, and they own that NFT. They can use it right away. They can see it right away, right? It's a 100% real NFT. And this is what's so cool about Ontology and gas minting. So with that, you can effectively batch transfer. If Coca-Cola, you know, ask people to give them their addresses to get an airdrop, then, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't matter how many millions of items it is, that's, that's not an issue for us. Uh, and if you move outside of something like that, using like a sidechain or layer two, it's not, it doesn't really solve what you're trying to get at here, which is to transfer the NFTs. You can do it on the sidechain or layer two, but if they want to get it back on Ethereum, each person is still going to have to pay a gas you know, fee uh, when they submit that transaction. So you don't really get around the cost of a million transactions. Uh, but with batch transfers, you can do, like I said, you could do probably 50 to 100 batch transfers depending on how, how deep in customization you want your smart contract. And, uh, you know, that is something you can do. You sort of pay a lot of money, though. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like an airdrop. It would be cool if, like, you were Bored Ape Yacht, Bored, Bored Ape Yacht Club. So many different collections, and I'm getting tired of trying to pronounce the names sometimes. Um, but if you were them and you, you could get people to sign up, potentially, and then just drop them, like, special NFTs for, you know, signing up and being a part of their community directly to their Ethereum address. And if you were able to do it similar to being able to send out like a mass email campaign or something like that, that'd be a pretty cool feature. That's literally what we offer at Mintology. And so we, we, we've actually done that for one of the Singapore FinTech Festival, which is the largest FinTech Festival in Southeast Asia. It's mm -hmm. run by like the Singaporean government, like the, uh, the uh, regulator for the, it's the monetary authority of Singapore, which is like the financial regulator for Singapore, uh, runs this large FinTech Festival. Um, and we partnered with them and we gave away NFTs as tickets for the event. 
And so uh, basically you'll just come to a site, then you're NFT, uh, and it's on Ethereum. Um, you can find them right now, you can see them on OpenSea, you can see them on Intuple, you can see them in the wallet. Um, and it was, you know, it cost essentially nothing. Um, there was no gas fees. So uh, this is this is one of the cool things that Mintology is working on. There's some other really cool stuff actually. Uh, let me tell you this, imagine you scan a QR code at Starbucks and mm -hmm. you get an NFT. And Ooh. then you scan it again your next time you buy a coffee and you know it's a loyalty card, right? And then finally you go up one day and they scan your QR code and now your NFT has been wiped clean, it's reset, and you just got 10% off of it, you know, your coffee or a free coffee or whatever, right? Um, what does that mean if you're going to go to Starbucks and you know, well, I can buy a Starbucks, a full Starbucks NFT for five bucks. And my coffee is eight dollars, so I'm going to save three dollars if I do that, right? Um, mm -hmm. So this is I, this is something we're working on in ontology, um, and it's just I just think it's cool. I think next year, you're, everywhere you go, there's going to be some NFT uh, in some capacity. Uh, so yeah. We're, when are we going to see that? When you can scan a QR code and claim an NFT? Have you guys been working on that? Is that something that will come out at some point? Or yeah, so um, that specifically will probably come out in like February for Mythology. Mythology uh, has been in stealth mode for the last six months, uh, and we've gotten some very big clients over the last six months without even having a website. The website is going to go live in January. Uh, it'll have a self-service. So, Brandon, if you want to come on. You can come on and you can give away an NFT to every person that leaves a comment well, you know, your live stream, right? You can just copy and paste their address, boom, uh, you know, that's it. And you can airdrop NFTs for each of your shows uh, for free. And so uh, it'll be self-service so you'll be able to do that. We'll also uh, have its own dashboard for all the clients and everything like that. Uh, but that feature with the QR codes is probably not going to come until February uh, mm -hmm. because we've got some other features we're working on. That'd be so cool. Can you imagine, like, right here on the screen below your video and my video, if I could put a QR code right there so people that are watching could scan it and, and get a free NFT of our, our faces doing something on an NFT for the holidays representing the episode? That'd be pretty you, sweet. You, you most definitely can. This is actually something that we offer. So they would scan that QR code, and it would go to, like, mintology.com slash, you know, branded or broadcast or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then they would just they would detect their wallet, they claim their NFT, and boom, they've got it, right? And so uh, these are all different things that we're working on in ontology. And this speaks to what we're trying to do and what I've done for the NFT ecosystem, which is expanding the ecosystem, right? If, mm -hmm. if we look at, like, we're not just providing a consumer marketplace, we're not just providing a only place to use credit card for NFTs, we're not just providing a place to lead discussions and have research and analytics on NFTs, but instead, we're also trying to build tools for the enterprise plus customers who want to explore, want to be able to offer, you know, why are movie tickets not NFTs? Yet? Why is it that the new Spider-Man movie doesn't come like a Spider-Man NFT, right? Well, it can. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're building in Mythology, right? That's the whole point of that. Uh, and so we're trying to offer something for the users. We're trying to offer something for the businesses. Uh, and then we've got actually more. We have an investment fund as well. We invest in NFT companies. And um, so... Yeah, we, we try to cover as much of the NFT space as possible. I want a Spider-Man NFT. That'd be sweet. Yeah. You can That'd get so one cool. on VB. That'd be uh, cool. Like, you could... Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool, though, if you could, like, go to the actual movie theater 
and a, a QR code could pop up and you could all claim like your day one Spider-Man NFT. I see it coming. It's going to happen. It it's just makes so much sense. Uh, well, I, I can 100% guarantee that it's going to happen next year. Um, and that's because we have been talking um, for multiple months with a movie uh, that's coming out. So uh, I can't say more than that. But gotcha. uh, essentially, every company right now, NFTs, I don't think people actually realize this, but this is like a literal fact. NFTs are the hottest market on the planet, the hottest industry on the planet right now. There's not a hotter industry anywhere on the planet that is in the growth of the NFTs. So it's literally the number one high growth industry on earth, which is insane to me because if you think about that, like imagine working in the hottest you know, growth market of uh, you know, anywhere. It's, uh, mm-hmm. this is something that whether you're a bank, whether you're a, uh, you know, a mom and pop retail business or a celebrity or an athlete or an artist, you're thinking about ways to use NFTs. And I, I, I'm very bullish on next year. I think next year is going to be a hell of a year with NFTs that are being launched uh, in terms of the mainstream. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to next year. It's, it's in about a week or so, uh, about two weeks. So we're getting <laughs> close. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say right off the bat, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in January, but um, sometime through the next uh, the year of 2022, uh, things are going to get crazy. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting year for sure. Um, also, something kind of relatable. I also saw on your platform that you can promote NFTs too. You can run ad campaigns. Um, I haven't seen that before. Tell me how that works. So, okay, you're going to sell board it for a quarter of a million dollars. Sure. If you post your board it on OpenSea, you go look at a board it on OpenSea right now. Go look at the views they have. It's not a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. it, 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 if you're lucky, you might break a thousand views, right? But most people, especially I mean, for board apes, there's a lot of eyeballs on it. But if you have anything else, it's under 100. But if you're going to sell a quarter of a million dollar NFT, you want to get as many eyes on it because you're, you're going to make 10,000 or above you know, in terms of profit, most likely. So if you're going to make this much money, why would you not spend $50 on promoting it on the platform that people are buying it? And that's what we built. So we have a self serve advertising platform, just like on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, within the marketplace. So if you make an NFT or if you have a board or whatever, go, you list your NFT for sale and you can go to an ad manager. You can set up the campaign and say, I want to promote this NFT or I want to promote all the NFTs I have for sale. I want to set a cost per click of, I don't know, five cents. So I'll pay five cents for every click. Um, and I'm going to run it for the next week. And you'll put in $50. You're paying five cents a click. You know, $50 is really not a lot of money. Um, and once you submit that, if you go to the browse page, you go to the home page, your NFT will appear in the promoted section, right? So you get a lot more eyeballs on it. To give you a, an example, we actually get a ton of traffic, dude. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get like 150 million to 300 million page requests a month, uh, which is insane. Damn. So, uh, yeah, dude. Uh, when you promote your NFT, you're on the home page or you're on the first results that everyone sees when they're browsing, you'll get 25,000, 50,000, 75,000 views over the course of a week on your NFT. And this is a huge number of impressions, right? These are, you've got, you know, tens of thousands of people that are looking to buy NFTs. They've got money in their wallet and they're seeing your product first. So a lot of people that use our platform that sell a lot of NFTs, they always promote their NFTs. Um, and this is the best way to stand out. This is what Amazon does, this is what eBay does, this is what Etsy does. So 
why, why would we not do it either? It makes a ton of sense. It gives you a better chance of selling your NFT, um, and you're going to make money. So if you're going to make you know, $10,000, no one really cares about $50 at that point, right? Is mm -hmm. saying, well, I'm only going to make $9,954. So uh, it's a very, very popular thing. We had to take it off to review some of the, the, the policies that we had. Um, so we took it offline for about a week. And we had a ton of people like asking for it to come back. And I was like, it's so weird. <laughs> so they're like, please, we need it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. No, it sounds like a really cool tool. I'm, I'm anxious to actually try it out myself. What about demographics? Can you like get specific about who you want to see your NFT uh, when you promote it? Like to someone, like maybe if you have um, a crypto punk, you probably want to promote that to someone that has a few million dollars to spend. If that's how much you're listening for, um, can you that's, get specific yeah. that? No, that's a good idea. Um, we don't offer that because we don't collect data on our users, right? So we also mm -hmm. you know, we we're a crypto. Punk. Right? We, we don't believe in censorship, sure. we, we believe in privacy. So we have like no data on our users at all. Uh, we could log you know, how much money you have in your wallet every time you walk in. But we don't you could do something creative money. though. I mean, you could do something like um, allow them to, if they choose, when they set up their wallet address that they you know buy, hold, and sell from all these NFTs and hold crypto, um, what they want to say about themselves, you can give them simple options. Like, do you consider yourself a whale? Do you consider yourself a fish? And then that obviously puts them in different salary categories that you can use. That's interesting. Um, yeah, you and you actually, can do it in a fun so way. We built a machine learning model to offer you recommendation on your NFTs. So, mm -hmm. because we have all the NFTs in blockchain, we said, what if we can recommend you like Amazon does, NFTs that you like? Mm -hmm. um, and so we don't have any information on you, and we just basically say that this random person that we don't know would get five board apes, so we're going to offer them another board ape, right? Um, and and we're, we're still refining this model, but one of the things is we just need more data. And so we were thinking about asking for your location, just to say, where are you from? And that would be able to say, like, imagine if you're, you know, you're in Colombia right now, so imagine if you went to Bitcoin and it said the hottest entities in Colombia. And show you the hottest NFT projects in Colombia based off of what everyone else in Colombia is looking at. That's pretty interesting, actually. And I'd be really interested to see, you know, what are the hottest NFTs in Singapore, just in Singapore. Uh, and so this offers like a new way of browsing NFTs. And so this was something we were playing with. But I like the idea of adding like, are you a well or are you a shrimp? Because, you know, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. And that's like a yeah. cool crypto way of letting people decide if they want to tell you or not. I mean, they could remain completely anonymous or they could give you that info. And then yeah. you're going to be able to curate certain content to them. And then they're going to be able to see what they want to potentially buy. And it helps when you're when you're promoting because and then you're going to know that you're targeting people that consider themselves whales versus fish and shrimps and whatever the, the line is. Um, that'd be a really cool addition. I'm literally typing this in our developer group to just say, okay, let's write this down and uh, let's get this added because we're already gonna we're already working on the location thing, so we're gonna yeah. Uh, so thanks for the idea. Good idea. You're welcome, of course. Um, I'll ask you one more question, then we'll kind of start wrapping things up. I know you're kind of typing that in too. Um, but do you? I know some platforms uh, like OpenSea, they're exploring using other blockchains other than just Ethereum for NFTs. Are you guys considering that as well, or are you guys going to stick with Ethereum to the end? So, we actually were the first marketplace to support two blockchains. We supported Zilliqa and Ethereum back uh, mm -hmm. in 
early 2022 or sorry 2020 uh okay and so we support zilka right now which is another layer one uh and ethereum we just added immutable x like seven days ago uh mm -hmm. so that's the first layer two that we've added uh polygon is going to be coming in january and so we'll have two layer twos back to back in rapid succession uh we have ethereum we have zilica uh, we'll probably be working on an XRP marketplace uh, early next year, and um, we'll see what happens from there. We, you know, most of the volume is on Ethereum. Um, yeah. Just it's just a fact, and so uh, you know, if most of your sales are in, you know, Japan, yeah, you can explore going to China and other Asian markets, but you're still going to focus heavily on Japan, right? So. I think that uh, we'll always have our main focus on Ethereum unless everyone just leaves Ethereum for immutable X or whatever, right? Uh, because gas is whatever. Yeah, there, I think, and you're, you're definitely right, a lot of the volume and the attention, it's all on Ethereum still. Um, there's a lot of blockchains that are definitely putting out the different possibilities for NFTs. It'd be interesting to see what they do with that going forward in the future, but I imagine most of the attention will stay on Ethereum just because it's always been there and it's kind of hard to move attention when everyone's already sucked into one ecosystem. Why would they want to jump ship? It's like, um, you know, being a part of the Apple ecosystem and then saying that, oh, Samsung has great products. Trying to make that leap is, is difficult and you know, they spend millions and billions of dollars trying to do it. So it, it makes sense. I, I don't think a lot of people are going to jump ship anytime soon, but it would be interesting uh, to see different blockchains and their their NFTs if they have something that's radically different than you know the standard NFTs that are on Ethereum. Yeah, and you know, ultimately, one of the issues is the onboarding process for different layer ones. It's just if. You know, in 2016, uh, the only crypto that you can find on every single exchange was Bitcoin, right? And then maybe they would have Ethereum, and now it's Bitcoin and Ethereum, uh, and a few other ones you always find, like, you know, maybe Litecoin or whatnot. Uh, but if you come on and you want to get Tezos on your local exchange, wherever you're at, or whatever country you're in, there's a good chance that you may not have access to it, right? Um, and the same goes for all these new Solana, you know, you just you name it, right? Um, so it's just the easiest path is to go through Ethereum. Uh, and layer twos are a very good solution. I, I think that we'll find direct onboarding to layer twos as something that will probably happen um, sooner rather than later. So instead of going on Ethereum right off the bat, you're just going to move to, you know, mutable apps off the bat. Mm -hmm. You'll never interact with Ethereum, uh, maybe for your first year, and then you realize, like, oh, I've got to, you know, withdraw my money to Ethereum to do X, Y, and Z. So I think that that's probably going to be the route forward that people uh, see the adoption kind of go towards. So. Gotcha. Anyways, I think it's a pretty good place to wrap up. Um, where should people go if they want to be more involved in the Mintable community? Do you have like a Discord? Do you have a Telegram? Where do people go to chit chat and share ideas? Yeah, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, if you go to Mintable underscore app, uh, you can obviously check out our website, which has links to our Discord at Mintable.com, Mintable.app. Um, and if you come to Discord, please say hi. We've got uh, 
a lot of people in there. So there's a lot of people for you to chat with and a lot of people for uh, you to discuss different things with. So. Perfect. Um, I'll be sure to put that in the description for the episode below before it goes out. Um, or when, when it goes out, I'll, I'll make sure it's added in. But anyways, Zach, thank you for taking the time to come on the show. Really appreciate it. Great conversation. Learned a lot about Mintable and NFTs and um, a lot of a lot of good topics in there. So it'll be fun to clip that up and, and put it out on social media. So thanks again. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Man. Thank you. I appreciate it as well. You have a good day. You too.